You're listening to the Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Better Man Podcast. Adam Tarno here in studio with Chris Harper. Uh, Chris, before we hit record on this, we were talking about like old school dating, mm. like maybe what my our grandparents did. Come on. And I just get this image, and I think it was shortly after I became a Christian, and I'm like learning how to date completely different than what I learned growing up in high school, you know? And yeah. This whole idea of courting came up and I was like, what is that? And it just, (laughs) but it was like this real season or this era where a man would go over to the, to the home where the, where the girl that he was crushing on lived and you would knock at the door and you would see the whole family (laughs) and you'd visit on the porch, right? And um, everything just seemed to happen in a completely different way than the way dating looks like now, Mm -hmm. uh, where it's get in a car, go somewhere. Uh, That's right. Or uh, you come over to my house and hang yeah. out or something like that. Or I'll just slide into the DM forever. <laughs> yes, that shows. Yes, slide into DMs. <laughs> Maybe the first time I've ever said that sentence right there uh, on this. So I, I don't know if that's good or bad, but but man, times have changed. And I don't want to, you know, wax nostalgia and just say those were the good old days. There were problems in those days, too, I'm sure. sure. But you have run across some stats recently that I just think show from a dating perspective, mm. just where the the culture, the zeitgeist, if you will, that prevailing mindset yeah. uh, or or um, you know, worldview of the culture has gone and how much it's changed over the last hundred years. Yeah. And it's all around cohabitation, which is an aspect of dating for many. And uh, so you want to talk about those stats and we can get into that? Absolutely. Before we jump into that, though, um, E.V. Hill, famous, famous preacher, tells the story of the young men who had who had used to come to his house mm-hmm. to court his daughter. And he he'd have this saying that you can't you can't get a racehorse out of a mule. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I think I think it's insulting, right? <laughs> so so the young man would knock on the door and he would answer and after a series of just two or three questions he would just shut the door. <laughs> And his daughter would say, Daddy, was that for me? And he'd say, absolutely not. No. That is not for you. <laughs> he would just keep going. Gosh, I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't so, imagine. Um, but I have, a, I have an 11-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. so, so I feel like, like I'm going to be like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening uh, and it's five years in the future and you ever think about coming to my house and honking, just honking the horn so my daughter can come outside. It will not go well for you. Yeah. Now, if you want to break up, then that's, you just gave him a great way to break up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But we just, so we just finished um, Loving and Protecting God's Woman, the second series in our Defined series at Better Man. And man, we came across just a, um, I think disturbing, mm. disturbing is the right word. We we come across these statistics about cohabitation <clears throat> in America today. And, and there are more people, uh, specifically more men, um, who have cohabitated than have been married for the first time in the history of, of, of human beings. Uh, and again, we, get, we need to say that a couple of different ways, because you said that the first time, and I was like, that sounds like a big deal, but let me unpack that. So... It was men between the ages of 18 and 44, Yep, 59%, according to Pew Research, have at some point cohabitated, right? Have been in a cohabitating relationship. That's right. So yep. they're living with their, with their partner. Yep. And of that same age group, the percentage of 
those men who have been married is 50%. Yeah, yeah, 50% So we, so we have more guys between 18 and 44 who have lived with their girlfriend than have been married. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and when you look at society's acceptance, mm-hmm. the same study showed that, that almost 70% of people in America today, in North America, uh, think that that's okay. Yeah. Um, another 15%, almost 15% say, well, as long as you're planning to get married, it's okay. Yeah. And then you've got, you've got the rest that say, no, that's, that's a bad idea. Yeah. Now, I mean, we can take this uh, a couple of different ways. So obviously we're going to, we're going to eventually get to the spiritual aspect of this. Sure. But if I just go pure logic, right. Or, and maybe logic's the wrong way to say this, but just, there's a lot on the surface that makes sense about cohabitation. And I think we need to be honest about that, yeah. right. Uh, rising housing costs right now. Sure. Uh, maybe th- this is, a, if I got this right, one of the first generations that are not guaranteed maybe to make more than their parents. So there may be some income issues. Mm -hmm. Then you just got the, well, you know, when you buy a new jacket, you try it on before you buy it. I mean, that seems to make sense and all that kind of stuff. So there's some reasons there that would make sense. If when I was on staff over at Watermark and we were, you know, I had a stint there where I was working with seriously dating and engaged couples, Mm. probably the number one reason I heard as to why they were cohabitating was, financial related. Sure. And that makes sense. I, I can understand there's some pressure there with that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and really that's, that's one of the benefits of marriage. Yeah. You know, I tell the story all the time. Um, I grew up very, very poor, um, kind of backwoods country. My wife was the opposite, mm-hmm. you know, um, her father is a doctor. So she lived a very kind of upper middle-class life. And, yeah. Uh, when I met her, I did not have a savings account and she had one. Mm. And then the day we got married, it was amazing. I had a savings account. <laughs> it was uh, just absolutely the greatest day of her life. Yes. But, <laughs> no, but uh, which really, really, truly is a picture of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get into that um, maybe at the end of the show. But so, so the financial, you know, blessing, if you want to call it that, the financial benefits of, uh, of being married are real. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are tax benefits. For sure. For married couples, yeah. so so that's real, and and the couple cohabitating, saying, "Well, we're doing this for financial reasons." Um, it's really kind of a, a self refuting argument, right? Yeah. Like get married, and you still have that benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then and then on top of that, you'll have the blessing of the Lord. So it's kind of sure. like doubling down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where. And again, if I just think back to my years of working with seriously dating engaged couples, they're coming like. Uh, maybe maybe they their eyes opened up to who Jesus was mm-hmm. in their adult life. This, some of these decisions to cohabitate were done with no malintent. I yeah, mean, it was absolutely. it was kind of like a, oh really? Oh okay, I haven't even really thought about that. And I think that that's part of the reason we want to record this episode is because yeah. there are some other sides to that argument. Because I think we would go so far as to say. Uh, if you are a follower of Jesus, then that would line up to not be God's best yeah. to cohabitate. Absolutely. And the reality is, if these statistics are true, and, and they are, mm-hmm. I mean, up to half the people listening today, uh, you're, you're in a cohabitating relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you're living with someone that is not your spouse, that's not your your wife. Yeah. And, and it's just, it, it's problematic, and it's problematic for a few reasons. And And I'm not one of these guys that that will tell you um, what you're doing wrong or why you're doing something wrong and not give you an out. So, so I'm going to say this and um, we'll see how it goes. But if you're in a cohabitating relationship 
and and you listen to this and and you want to make it right, email me and I'll help you make it right. There you go. Whether that's um, whether that's me jumping on Zoom and marrying you, uh, I am in, I am licensed in all fifty states. Please I can, take us up on this offer. Please, <laughs> I can, can I you can, imagine that episode? And we'll record oh, it and make it an it episode. Would be amazing. <laughs> I'll even I'll even offer up my church if you can come to Dallas. I'll I'll marry you in my church. Like there you go. like like you do have a um, a, a way. And depending on what city you're in, I probably know a faithful pastor there that would be happy mm-hmm. to do that. But 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 seriously though, after listening to this, if you're if you're feeling any level of conviction, then then please know that that you can make it right. Yeah. Um, and we're not saying that you jumped into a cohabitating relationship just so you could get the milk for free, right? right. We realize that it's not all about sex. Right. But sex is a big part of it. Yeah. I was I was counseling a couple one time and and they were they were lamenting the fact that their son had had his girlfriend move in. And they were asking me to speak wisdom into that and 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 the mom said, well at least they're not sleeping together. They stay in separate rooms. Yeah. And and Adam, I couldn't help but start laughing. <laughs> yeah. I thought she was joking and, and she actually believed it. I said, I said, no, ma'am, they're they're very much sleeping together. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's that's the point. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right? So yeah. so so we're also not naive. We yeah. we know there's a physical component to this. But but the biggest problem I have with cohabitation is this. It's it's like a fake tattoo, Adam. Hmm. Nobody no, no person in the history of, of people being cool gets a temporary tattoo. Temporary tattoos are not cool. I don't care, I don't care who you are. This is very hurtful, Chris. I didn't know we were going there. All right. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm tatted up. This is this That's is right. And I'm speaking not, to be clear. <laughs> this is speaking for someone who is who is tatted up. Um, temporary tattoos aren't cool. Let me tell you why. Temporary tattoos give the appearance of permanence mm. without the commitment. Okay. And that's exactly what cohabitation is. You want to give the appearance of permanence without the hard work of commitment. Because at the end of the day, any cohabitating relationship, you are leaving yourself a window. You are cracking the door to where if you want to leave, you can leave without any serious that's repercussions. Right. That's right. And that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. You're always leaving yourself a way out. And, and, and this is what I know, man. If you go into any venture... I don't care if it's a social venture, a business venture, if it's a relational venture, if you leave yourself a way out, you're not going to give your whole heart to that venture. Mm. Just won't do it. Yeah. You won't do it. Hey guys, a quick word from our sponsor, the Robert Lewis Sermons Podcast. If you didn't know, Dr. Robert Lewis was one of the founders of Better Man and really the main voice for many years. So if you like this content, you're going to love his sermons. Go check it out. It's a sermon every single week and just another way that you can be reminded of God and his word every single week. That's the Robert Lewis Sermons podcast, and there's a link in the description below. So what would be one of the questions, you know, for a guy that's listening right now that maybe is cohabitating to just to just go, all right, why, why are you doing this? Or maybe the better question is, why are you not getting married? Yeah. Right. Because if you say, why are you doing this? Then we can easily just fall to, well, all the all reasons we just talked about. Yeah. Well, this is easier. It's cheaper. We're saving some money, all that kind of stuff. But then I think the real question is, why are they not going to take you up on that offer? I mean, I, we were joking a little bit, but I also know you're serious. You're oh, married. Serious. And that's what we used Absolutely. to do over at Watermark a lot, too. It was like, hey, let's figure this out. We can find a new place for you to live. We can help you. We've, we know people that maybe have access to a back house or 
uh, they need some roommates mm. or something like that. Like if you're dead serious and wanting to obey the Lord here, then we can help you find a way. Absolutely. Um, and so that, maybe that is a good question for a guy to consider right now. It's like, okay, so why are you not getting married? Or what, what are you afraid is going to happen if you don't cohabitate? Absolutely. And I think, I, I think there are a couple of reasons um, that, that keep people from making that commitment. Yeah. One is they're afraid of commitment. Yeah. Um, marriage is a serious thing. Yep. Um, it's just not this uh, television show where you get to uh, experience life with the love of your life and, and everything's a honeymoon and continues to be a honeymoon. Marriage right. is hard work. I've been married uh, for going on 15 years, and it is the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. It's the longest and hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Um, there are days I don't like my wife. And I promise you, there are days that she doesn't like me. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think Piper was right. You know, John Piper, who said, marriage isn't there first and foremost to make us happy. It's there first and foremost to make us holy. Yeah. And and I think there's a lot of men not wanting to take that commitment because they just don't want to grow. Yeah. They don't want to grow in, in spiritual maturity. They don't want to grow in relational maturity. They don't want to grow um, as a Christian. So they like being an adolescent. Yeah. They like acting and living and, and playing like a little boy. Yeah. And, and they're not ready to step into manhood. Yeah. And, you know, when I used to talk to college students about dating and even starting to have these conversations with my 14 year old, as he's starting to think, you know, his, his eyes are opening up to, uh, opposite sex, sex relationships and things yeah. like that of just going um, the illusion and maybe your temporary tattoo fits with this, but the illusion is that, or the lie that I think we can believe is that any dating relationship, like it's not as serious as marriage, which, right. which obviously it's not quite to that level. Cause one is not a, not a covenant when you're just dating somebody, right. but um, like, this is a big boy game. No matter what, like any relationship, you you are not, this is not a kid's game anymore. If you're choosing to date somebody, and then obviously you get to that level where you're moving in with somebody, uh, to sit there and just go, oh, I'm still just kind of dabbling right now. I'm really not committed. Um, I think you're fooling yourself with that. Like you are, you are, you are communicating some massive things to that, uh, young lady by living with her. And that communication is like, so... Uh, if you think this is may just end one day and it's going to be like, oh, well, we just got new roommates or something like right. that. No, this is going to leave a scar no. too. Probably. Oh, absolutely. Especially if you're if you're sharing a roof with someone, right? Yeah. All all relationships are going to start with emotional capital. Yeah. At some point, that emotional capital is going to turn into physical capital. Uh, and anytime you're investing and putting capital into something, when you make withdrawals. There's there's consequences, yeah, right? Yeah. There's repercussions. Um, um, playing with someone's mind, playing with someone's heart, right? Playing with someone's emotions is a is a very very dangerous thing. And there is no such thing as um, a platonic relationship, especially mm, when you're cohabitating, yeah, right? Yeah. I love when um, uh, Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. I'm showing my age a little bit, yeah. but when Harry met Sally, yeah, right. So Sally is trying to convince Harry that she is just friends with this guy. And he goes, no, you're not. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? She's like, yes, I am. No, you're not. He said, there's no such thing as men and women friends. Yeah. And, and and it is, you should go watch the scene because it's yeah. phenomenal. And I think he's right. Yeah. He says to one degree to another, whether it's 51 or 49%, right? To one degree or another, someone is more emotionally involved than yeah. the other person. Yeah. 
Right? It just it's just the way that it is. Yeah. So so anytime you put an end to that or or stop doing whatever it is you're doing, there's going to be hurt. Yeah. So all right, let's talk to maybe some of those guys uh, that are cohabitating right now, or maybe somebody who's listening that one of their best yeah. buddies is you know somebody really close in their network is cohabitating. So I mean, let's let's address some of the fears. So what what would you say to the financial fear? Yeah, that it's that it's not real. Hmm. Um, uh, being married will bring you uh, the same financial benefit, if not greater financial benefit than cohabitating. There you go. Um, maybe the, the person that's just like, but I, you know, I, I get it. I want to make a commitment, but I want to like, I, I want to try this on for a little bit. I want to, I want to make sure that I understand, like, how are, how am I even going to know if we are a good couple, if we don't play house for a little bit, what would you say to that? I would, I would encourage you to move out and rent the apartment next door. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can still, for lack of a better term, try it on. Yeah, and you can still uh, what our older friends would call court. Yeah, uh, you don't have to do it under the same roof. Yeah, um, because ultimately that's going to lead to physicality. Yeah, uh, it's probably already at that physical point. Yeah, and and that's where the most damage is done. Yeah, and you know what I what I often say there, and this I think was some advice that was shared with me, is that when you're making a decision like a lifelong commitment like marriage. Yeah. Uh, one of the, like, what we need is we need clarity. That's right. We need clarity during that time. And the fastest way to remove clarity is to start getting physical. 100%. Right. That, like that's, if you're just like, oh, I'm just trying this out, seeing how this works. Well, and a physical is part of it. I promise you, uh, you're not thinking clearly yeah. right now that there's, there's a, there's a confusion and a fog or some things are being hidden because of the physical as- yeah. aspect of the relationship yeah. in those moments. And and the reality is even even trying this out, it's not even really about your partner, it's about you. Mm. Like even even in a cohabitating relationship, your partner is going to disappoint you, which is typically why the relationship ends. Yeah. The question is are you mature enough to to receive those disappointments yet still be able to press on? Yeah. Right? So it's all yeah. about your I I I remember someone asked me um Man, what was it like when you first saw Allison, my wife? You know, like did the heavens part and a light <laughs> shine down upon her? Like, how did you know she was the one? And I and I said, and I know this may be um, an, a hot take here, but I don't I don't believe in the one. Mm. Like, I don't believe that God um, is up there playing love is blind, right? And he yeah. is he has assigned the one for everyone, and we just have to go on this mythical journey on this world to find her. Yeah. I don't think that's it. Mm-mm. I'm married to Allison. Because one, I reached a level of physical, emotional, and spiritual maturity that I was ready to marry. Yep. And then two, in that moment, she was by far the one that would help me look most like Jesus. Mm. And that's why I picked her. Yeah. Now, I love the fact that she's smoking hot and and, and the most beautiful girl I've ever seen and right. the greatest mom ever. And she's all those things. Right. Like, I'm super physically attracted to her. But at the end of the day, she was the one that could most help me look like Jesus. Hey, and, and guess what? I didn't have to live with her to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. I just had to watch her life from a distance. That's right. And I could figure that out. Yeah. Right? And, and that's where, you know, the lie, I think, is like, uh, it's hard to live with anybody. At any point. And so, I mean, it's just, it's going to be difficult. Just even think about some of the roommates you've had over the years. And you're like, God, that dude, he was terrible, right? Right. He never did anything around the house. And I was always all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I I think I agree with you on that. You don't have to try that on 
to to see if it's going to work because right. no matter what when you marry somebody and you start to live together there's going to be some growing pains that's it and absolutely it's just the way it is and and here's you know we talked about the spiritual at the beginning of the show here here's the spiritual implication like god has a design for everything even a design for our relationships and he certainly has a design for marriage and and his design for marriage was uh, a man would leave his family, a woman would leave her family, they would come together, get married, and start their own mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Anytime you go outside of that order, outside of God's created order, there's going to be a problem. Mm. There's going to be difficulty. There's going to be chaos. And and here's the deal. There's already problems and difficulty and chaos because of the fall yep. within within relationships that follow God's order. That's right. So when you go outside of his design, outside of his order, you're just adding problems, adding difficulties, adding chaos, right? Which is why if you look at the divorce rate in America, you'll also see statistically that a large proportion of those getting a divorce cohabitated. Yeah. It's super interesting. Yeah. You know, they went outside of God's design. God's design for marriage, God's design for sex is to happen between a man and and a woman who are married. Yeah. They're married, yep. right? And anything outside of that, you're bringing hurt, you're bringing harm, you're bringing pain into yep. your home. You know, and this is just another one of those things like many things as we talk about dating and relationships from from the biblical worldview. None of this is going to make any sense if you don't believe that God is good that's right. and that he's not trying to rip you off. That's right. I mean, it, it, if you're sitting, and maybe that's the question that, that guys really need to wrestle with with all this, is not even like the details of the cohabitation and all that kind of stuff. It's just first and foremost, do you believe God's good? Come on. Do you believe he's for you? Or do you believe he's up there just going, he's the no fun God yeah. and he's trying to rip you off? Because if you yeah. believe he's trying to rip you off, then you're going to start nitpicking all these little things going, I want to get mine right now. I want to have joy right now. I want to experience all the pleasure mm-hmm. I can right now. But if you believe he's good and he's not trying to rip you off now doing some things that may be countercultural, yeah. uh, start to make more sense because you believe mm-hmm. there's going to be something greater on the other side, which is... The blessing that comes from obedience Come on. and just believing that there is this this order uh, with all of that. That's it, man. And that's I think that's at the heart of it, Adam. Yeah. Do you do you trust God? Yeah. You know, do you believe that he has this this amazing inheritance for you and all Satan is offering like Satan doesn't doesn't want you to to hate God. He doesn't want you to to not love God. He just needs you to be a little indifferent. Mm-hmm. Right. Ultimately, he just needs you to take a shortcut. Yep. And that's all cohabitation is. Cohabitation is a shortcut to to this wonderful inheritance called marriage. Yeah. This wonderful blessing called marriage that God has for you. And by taking that shortcut now, you're robbing yourself of the full inheritance. Then that's right. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, you alluded to it earlier, and let's talk to that person that maybe uh, stumbled across this podcast, or somebody shared it with them, and they they go, "I don't even this whole biblical worldview and my relationship. With God, I don't even know where I am with yeah. all of that." I mean, so if if that's you, we love it that you're listening to this, and I bet everything we've just said sounds crazy, right? That's because right. <laughs> just because of where you are with God right now, and and I love that you're hearing this, and so. Uh, you alluded to the gospel, right? Yeah. And that that we need to talk about the gospel, mm. uh, really, when we're talking about anything on here. But but share that with our friend. Why yeah. why why do we believe God is good and He's not trying to rip us off? Yeah, Amen, brother. So when I married Allison, um, I had a savings account. What was hers became mine, mm-hmm. and what was mine become 
hers. Unfortunately for her, she just inherited a lot of student loans. <laughs> <laughs> the gospel is the same thing. They uh, Theologians call it the great exchange. Mm. So our sin, our shortcomings, our rebellion is laid upon Christ, and he pays the price for that. He takes on our penalty on the cross, and then all his riches, all his righteousness, everything that was for him gets moved to our account. Yeah. The great exchange. That's it. He takes our filthy rags. We get his robe of righteousness. That's right. And and believing the gospel, that's exactly what happens. Um, God looks at you, and he no longer sees old, sinful, dead Chris, but he now sees his son mm. alive in Chris. That's amazing. And uh, and I'll stand before God one day, and, and God will ask me, why should I let you in? And and I'll just point to Jesus. That's right. Uh, because he said I could. That's right. Because yeah. he said I could. And that's, and that's the gospel, man. We turn from sin. We turn from self. And uh, and we trust Jesus. And and if you're just hearing that from the first time, uh, man, I pray the Holy Spirit takes that mm. and 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 just convicts you. I pray there's a heaviness on you right now mm. uh, that you that you leave this podcast and you look around. And you think, you know what? All is not right in mm. the world yeah. <laughs> and all is not right in my life. But there is a man that 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 can start to make it right. That's right. And to make it good. And his name is King Jesus. I love it. That's a great place to end. Uh, so somebody wants to take you up on your offer. 100%. Zoom wedding. That's it. That's it. C. Harper at betterman.com. Send me a note. And if you're close, man, we'll do it in purpose. That's right. Or on purpose. We'll do it. We'll do it in, in person. person. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll celebrate. And, and on purpose. Yeah. And our gift to you, our gift to you will be two better men hats. That's what we'll give you <laughs> if you right. take them up on that offer. That's right. All right, Chris. Great to be with you, friend. Have a good day, brother. Hey, Better Man fam. It is Chris Harper, Chief Storyteller and CEO at Better Man. Man, I hope you're loving this podcast as much as we love producing it and sharing on it and getting the word out about Better Man. Did you know that Better Man is largely donor funded? We exist because of the generosity of people like you. So what I'm asking today is that you would go to betterman.com backslash donate. The link is going to be below and consider making a one-time gift to Better Man to help support our ministry. More than that, I would love for you to consider becoming a monthly partner to ensure that we can keep Better Man free and reaching men across the globe. Check it out today.